Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, we are recording episode 137, and it is another one of our craft episodes. Today, we are continuing our discussion about deep scenes. Or as I think in the last episode, you called them the keystone emotional moment or something. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So in the last episode, we had a little bit of a chat about what deep scenes were and why they're important. And then we talked about how we feel about writing them and whether we're intimidated or whether we're excited. So if you want to go back and uh, listen to a little bit more, I guess, the fundamentals of what deep scenes are, uh, then um, head on over to episode 135. (laughs) But let's jump right into the second episode on deep scenes. And the first thing I thought we could talk about is the importance of character backstory for creating meaningful deep scenes. So Sarah, how about you start us off? I think I talked a little bit about this in the last episode when we touched on foreshadowing, Um, but character backstory is hugely important. So without context, the meaning in the scene is lost and it fails to get deep enough and make that all important connection to the readers. So I think when you're thinking about like in particular these keystone emotional moments as we um labeled them <laughs> when you're thinking about these I think the backstory becomes really important because if you just start out with like this well I'm going to say like quotation marks deep scene and no backstory then it's not going to be a deep scene <laughs> Because you just won't have that connection and that deep enough feeling with the characters and be able to relate to them enough to understand why it's a deep scene. (laughs) Deep, 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 deep. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We're going deep. Ashley, what do you have to say about Um, character backstory? I had a very similar take to you. So backstory is what makes the characters who they are. And as you said, Sarah, gives the reader all the context they need to, you know, see why characters act a certain way and, you know, how everything that's built up uh, to who your character is today. When your characters go through certain challenges, the way that they react to these challenges is all determined by their backstory. And so usually these deep emotional scenes are some sort of large event that the character is going to go through. And so, you know, the how they react to these emotional moments is all determined uh, by their backstory. So that's why it's important that you give your characters lots of backstory and actually show your readers the backstory too as we've talked about in previous episodes about backstory so that you know your readers can understand who your character is relate to your character and then have the emotional reactions of your character all make sense and something you said just made it make more sense in my own mind about the reacting and when you think about these deep scenes they are not the event itself usually the deep scenes are a reaction to 
whatever's going on, I would say. Like, they're not, you don't go that deep when you're having the action scene or, like, you know, something big's happening. Usually it's after that Mm -hmm. all the emotions start coming in um, and they start processing something a bit more. Or it could be, I mean, like, it can be in the middle of something, like, you know, maybe two characters are having, like, a very heated conversation or something. Yeah. Um, But usually like the deepness is a reaction to what is going on on the surface. So the reaction is really the key part with the deep scene. And because it's a reaction is why the um, backstory is so important Um, because that you're not going to understand a reaction unless you have the backstory, like you said, Ashley. Yeah. Particularly, you know, because all characters will react differently to different situations. So if you don't, if your readers can't understand why a character is reacting a certain way. I think your emotional scene is going to fall a bit flat because they'll be like, I don't really get this. <laughs> why are they doing this? It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, so that actually leads quite well into the next part, which is a little bit of a chat about what strategies we use to make deep scenes feel authentic. So Sarah? So in the last episode, we talked about whether we use our own personal experiences to draw from. Um, I do, and it is one of the key things I use to making the scene feel authentic. Um, But I also really dive into the character mindset and try to really be the character. (laughs) Um, Kind of as if I was going to act the scene instead of write it. So I can understand the real implications of what they're going through and think about how that might look from the character's perspective um so like if you're taking it and you're i mean i maybe you do want to write a script for it and act it out but you don't need to go that far but i think if you imagine yourself going to act it out with the character backstory and as the character um then sometimes it can help you visualize what the character's doing a little bit more. Um, And I also find it draws the feeling out in quotation marks. (laughs) Um, And finally, to put myself in the type of mood where I can remember those personal experiences as well and pull from that emotion, I listen to a lot of music. And sometimes it's not even personal experiences. Sometimes you can use music, I think, to imagine a scene and things. Like, for example, I was recently writing a scene from Lizzie's perspective, but I needed to understand the feelings of a couple of other characters to be able to make the scene work and build enough tension into the scene. And listening to music really helped me to work out the relationship between these other two characters. So, like, the song that I was listening to was actually playing out, like, a um, story of its own, and the story that the song was playing was really closely related to the story of these characters, and so the feeling of the song gave me what I needed from this particular character, and that character was actually offset in the particular scene I was working with, but his emotions had prime importance in how the other characters were acting. So sometimes it's not even the character on set. <laughs> like you've still got to take into account like character waiting these in other the characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, do you have any strategies that you use? Um, 
not really targeted strategies. I do use music like you do, um, but more ones that I think capture the the vibe of the scene, if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, to get me in the mood, especially when I usually use that when I'm having difficulty. You know, some of the scenes come really easily to you, I find, and I'm like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this one's this one's fine. Like, I can write that, no problem. And then other ones, you get really stuck, and that's when the music can definitely help I feel like that's lot. every scene for me at the moment, <laughs> at least with the rewrites of Darkness that is free. <laughs> and, like, oh, yeah, yeah, before yeah. sitting down, I'm, like, just listening to all this music, like... <laughs> be doing the dishes and I'll be like okay okay am I in the mood yes okay I'm gonna sit down (laughs) that's been me recently too I've been listening to our playlist for darkness set us free a lot trying to like get into the mindset I'm like okay oh yeah that's the grace one all right I'm ready (laughs) um but aside from music um like Sarah said I think more being for me it's I've written honesty and thinking about like being realistic about how you would feel in that situation. Cause sometimes it's easy to project, Oh, you know, I would be like this. Cause on the surface you think that's how you would act. And then when you really I'm think a, about a very it, well, like well balanced kind of person, I'd, I'd breeze through this situation. And then you're like, actually, no. <laughs> well, sometimes I'm like, I'd definitely be really, you know, upset about it. I'd probably cry a lot. And then I think about it, I'm like, no, actually, I think I'd be mad <laughs> more than upset. You know, like actually trying to identify mm. realistically how I would feel in that situation. And then similar to what you said, Sarah, it's then really important to think about how your characters would also act because as I said in the previous episode, often my characters aren't like me, so they might not react the same way I would react. So then really thinking about, you know, who your character is, everything that's happened to them and a realistic reaction from them. And then finally, mm-hmm. I have written making sure you frame your scene in the right context so that they're coming in the right spot. I think that's really important as well. Like dropping them in your deep scene somewhere that it doesn't fit I think can take away from even if you've written it well it can take away from it so really making sure you've put it in the right spot um I think makes a huge difference because it's a shame when you've written something really good and you're like why isn't this working you're like ah yes (laughs) maybe it shouldn't come here um so the next question I thought we could tackle was the importance of internal thoughts of characters um and I guess and con- like uh, following on from that, um, their reactions to certain situations uh, in the deep scenes and, you know, why these internal thoughts are important. Sarah? I think that internal thoughts are really a very large part of the deep scenes. Like mm-hmm. what's going on is, again, like what I was saying about the reaction and events. So what's going on, like the event, is just what's like the – cause of the deep scene but it's not the deep scene itself usually mm-hmm. it's the internal reaction that you really have to nail um and i feel like it's not going to feel authentic if the thoughts and reactions of the character don't align with what they're feeling like we were saying that's why it's really helpful to put yourself in the mind of the character even more so than what you usually would Um, as if you were really going to take on their role in the story and just really have a 
really solid understanding of who they are and why they're acting the way they are so that you're able to convey that through their internal thoughts. Um, Because I think like, you know, if you get the atmosphere right and you get, and you've had like this kind of setup to the scene, then if the internal thoughts and they have to be, I feel like they have to be wound in with the character's actions in quite a, a nice manner. Like if you just have internal thoughts, then it's going to feel like almost a bit too much. And then yeah. it's going to fall flat because it's like, oh, I can't deal with all this emotion in one big block. So you kind of have to, you know, think about is the character like, you know, wringing their hands or something as they think about <laughs> this or like, and describe what they're doing at the same time and how they're, feeling comes through in the actions and then weave those internal thoughts in so that it gives like this well-rounded experience of like, this is how the character is feeling and this is how deep the emotion is going is that they can't even like control these little like quirks that they might have and do when they're anxious or stressed or whatever the feeling is that you're trying to convey. I shared a very similar sentiment. I also originally, when I looked at the question, I was like, yeah, they're probably, they're, they're obviously important. And then when I thought about it more, I was like, no, they might be one of the most important aspects, just like you said, because if you're just focusing on the event that's happening, um, you're one, you're only getting a surface view of the scene, but you're also not getting any emotional input from your characters. And like we talked about in this episode, it does seem to all, be about the reaction it's like when you have like say two characters that you know um like they cheat together you know on their partners it's not usually the cheating scene that's the emotional one it's the fallout from that scene later on um and you know Mm -hmm. the emotions that come after it so if you want to get the get i've written like you before if you want to get deep into the scene you need to get deep into your characters (laughs) is what I've written lots of deep 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 deep, deep. (laughs) and that means knowing what they're thinking and I think that's really important for your readers as well to be able to see um, and understand what your characters are thinking in a certain situation and how they're reacting internally even if sometimes their external reaction isn't the same as well I think that's quite important yes this is a very good point sometimes they can put on like a cover yeah. And then that also, but you know, adds to the the deep scene. <laughs> um and also I think it, it does well for foreshadowing for future events too, because when you have the internal thoughts you can kind of like, you know, allude to other things that might happen which the other characters won't see on the outside. So that's another thing that can help too. Which Ashley did very well in her last chapter <laughs> <laughs> that she sent me. The Grace chapter. I was like, oh, that was that was clever. She's like the same sentence, but from a different character. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I'm glad you like that. I felt it was like, I wrote it and I was like, oh my gosh, I can use this. <laughs> and I went back and reworked it. So I was like, oh yes, finally. <laughs> Something will help this chapter along. It was a, yeah, anyways, it's a whole nother thing. Yes. Alrighty, so moving on. I thought we were talking about how we avoid making our scenes cringy because I think we've all had those moments, one where you're reading it in someone else's or even your own work and you're like, oh, why have I done that? That's 
That's a real cringy moment. I feel like we've had a lot of that in Darkness Set Us Free as well. So I think yes. um, <laughs> we can talk a little bit about how we've been changing up our cr- cringy scenes to make them less cringy. Let's go with that. So Sarah. Well, in answer to the question of how we avoid making them cringy, my first answer is just to let the cringiness come forth. <laughs> <laughs> let it all out in its glory. Yeah. You know, it appears a lot in cliches and sometimes in character feelings that aren't quite authentic. Like it doesn't quite match what the character is feeling and because you're trying a little too hard to get that deep feeling. Um, But I find that allowing them to be written is the easiest. And then when I edit, (laughs) I take out the cliches and then try to identify which pieces don't actually fit with the character or what I'm trying to convey. Um, it can be tricky, but it's pretty clear the places that where I'm trying too hard and where it's not hitting the mark. So, you know, you read through it and as Ashley said, you're like, oh, why did I write it like that? And how did it even come out this way? There's totally not where I want to go with this. And it's making me laugh and not cry. So, um, <laughs> but you like cry inside. You're like, oh. Why did I write this? Yes. <laughs> Crying for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, editing these scenes can be even harder than writing them. So I guess some people would say, like, maybe try and get it right from the start. But I feel like if I tried to do that, it would be even harder than. Ugh, it, it sounds crazy. So the easiest thing is just to let it out and then edit it. Tame, if tame you... it back. <laughs> If you go in trying to get it perfect from the start, then it's just going to happen anyway because you're trying too hard. (laughs) So, like, there's no avoiding it, really, um, in that first first draft, I don't think. Especially if you you care about it and you're trying. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe we will get better as time goes on, but this is my experience anyways. I feel like we get better as a, each book goes along. You know, at the beginning, it's like super cringy. And like later on in the book, you're like, we've reined it in a bit. It's probably when we get a better handle on how our characters are acting that we manage to tone back some of the, you know, cringiness. Yeah. And I think like you, if you start out and you've got a deep scene, you usually don't have them really close to the beginning. But even if it's like, you know, after that first inciting event, um, it can be hard to know your characters. So go easy on yourself and maybe try and just get the first draft down and then go back to it once you know your character better and then work out okay is this like is this serving the purpose of the scene is this headed where I want it to head um like is this particular piece fitting and sometimes you have to mix and take pieces out and then throw new pieces in until you eventually come up with the words that convey the emotion that you want to get across and ensure that the scene makes its full impact. Sorry, that was very long-winded. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. So you basically covered most of what I was going to say, but I'll just add one little point at the end. I thought it was important to mention that one way to help avoid um, the cringiness and the cliches um is to not force your characters to feel a certain way. I think that's one thing that often leads to the cringiness. And consequently not good point. forcing your readers to feel a certain way as well, because you're trying to get something across that sometimes you might that might not be the right 
um, emotion for that scene. So I think that's one thing, you know, kind of let your characters react um, how they, you know, on the page, how they want to, without trying to put words in their mouth or emotions in their heart. We'll go with that. (laughs) Emotions in their heart. (laughs) Um, I think that goes a long way to helping avoid cringy scenes. And we actually had this in Darkness Set Us Free where I feel like one of the characters, I was like, why isn't he angry, like, enough? (laughs) And, I mean, he was reacting differently to what you would maybe expect, but I also don't feel that we went deep enough with this particular character and some of that is going to need to be reworked. (laughs) Yes. Like, I think... I was trying to force it, like, to be easier to come back from. Yeah. Because I didn't want, like, the f- the fallout to be too huge. Yeah. But then it made it fall flat. So, um... 110%. Don't go flat. easy on your characters. <laughs> <laughs> if they need to feel it, they need to feel it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you do want to be nice, so you're like, oh, you've gone through a lot. I just, I want to give you a slightly easier time, but then it kind of it works against you in the end. You're like, well, I guess we're going to have to go full throttle anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Alrighty, so the next point I thought we could talk about was whether there are a prescribed number of emotional scenes that a book should have, or and also, like, on top of that, how long do we think a deep scene should be? Sarah? I just have this song, like, going on around in my head now, like, from the last one, like, talking about cringiness. Go easy on my heart. <laughs> Sorry. Um, trying to get that out so I can actually answer the question. So I don't think there's a specific number. Um, I mentioned in the last episode that they can usually be found more often towards the end of the book um, because, you know, all your setup kind of leads to these big emotional moments happening but that's not to say they can't be found at the beginning either and like I just mentioned it can be common to have some sort of deep scene after the inciting incident when the character has to face the challenges of what's occurred and work out how they're going to deal with it and especially because at that point they often don't want to deal with it (laughs) they want to stay in their happy status quo and they don't want to get past there so often there's a deep scene around there somewhere Mm -hmm. but then they're also found at the midway point and quotation marks the all is lost point and at the climax of the book when your character overcomes the challenges set for them like this is very like template-ish I know but you'll find that a lot of books do have these moments in them whether the author intended it or not Um, and these are often the places where you might commonly find some deep scenes. That doesn't mean that they're the only places or that you have to follow that. But um, if you look at your book, you may well find that it also fits this, as I'm sure ours do. Yeah. I think that if there's a point where your character needs to begin work through or complete internal change, that's where you'll find those deep scenes. And there doesn't have to be a specific amount, but in order for your character to undergo change, they do need to be present. And like I said in the last episode, I think of them as the emotional keystone events. Um, 
<laughs> and situations that challenge and metamorphize your character for them to undergo personal growth. And they don't need to be a specific length in terms of like the scene length. Sometimes I think the most impactful scenes are incredibly short and still pack a punch. Um, others are longer. I would say that if it starts becoming too long, um, that it can dilute the emotion though. So it's better for it to be more concise than have your scenes span pages and pages. I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> Anything to, to add? Well, I'll, I'll comment on the length one. I like you said, Sarah, I think the length can be incredibly varied, but you don't want your reader to get emotionally exhausted when reading a deep scene. Because if they go on and on and on, like you said, I think it becomes, you, you lose a lot of the you know, importance and the punch, as you nicely said before. So I think keeping them to just a couple pages is probably sufficient. Like, I feel like a whole chapter is too much. Well, at least for me, it's too much. It'd be exhausting to write one that long as well, just from a writing perspective too. Yes. Um, And as for the prescribed number of emotional scenes, obviously there isn't a set number, but I think the – some of the constraints that we've talked about about writing deep scenes limits the number automatically that there are in a novel because as we've talked about there's a certain amount of setup required um, for a deep scene and when you're writing a novel you need a you know you need good pacing as well uh, and you want your deep scenes to come in places where they're going to have the maximum effect so I think just by the nature of that um, that limits the number that you're going to have in the book i feel like if you had deep scene after deep scene after deep scene (laughs) your whole book of it you'd be like overwhelmed as a reader you're like i can't i can't anymore and the (laughs) effect of the ones that really matters also reduced as well so i think in the case of um your emotional keystone moments the less is more like approach is probably going to serve you really well um so that's sort of my thoughts about how many there are I don't think I could write a whole book of keystone moments oh my goodness I think it would be too emotional as an author to do it I'd be like (laughs) I I can't get through this book (laughs) I'm it'd be like oh just that would be so hard it would be really hard it'd be exhausting yep Maybe that's going to be what limits how many there are. Author fatigue, emotional author fatigue. (laughs) Burnt out. I mean, I know you can have burnout as an author, but that would be like extreme author burnout right there. (laughs) Definitely. Alrighty. And the final point for this episode were any tips that we have for writing deep scenes. We've kind of covered some tips scattered throughout the episodes and maybe like consolidating them into a space where everyone can maybe pick up something that they um, find helpful. So um, I think it really relates to what we said about tricks we use to create them. I think my tips would be mainly don't be afraid to face those situations where you felt the emotion. Uh, You know, it might be uncomfortable revisiting them, but I think it can be immensely helpful to creating a deep scene and I think as long as you keep in mind that you are now safe from whatever situation you face that caused that emotion you know sometimes it can be uh, it can even be helpful to yourself and therapeutic to recognize your own agency um, and that you now 
can revisit it and without the um without the initial stress that you had when you faced that situation yeah not to say that every deep scene is a bad deep scene because some of them are like love scenes for example we maybe you're excited to face that or but also like you know i feel like sometimes with those love scenes they can also be challenging like if you feel a bit self-conscious about writing that kind of thing so um i would say just don't be afraid of it that everyone faces those emotions as well so you're not alone in the emotion even (laughs) if it might feel quite like a personal one um you're going to relate to someone and it's okay if you don't get the scene perfect from the start i think very few writers ever do get those critical deep scenes right from the get-go so i've written edit 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 (laughs) the impact of these scenes comes from the editing finding the specific words deleting the parts that detract from the moment and continually working the scene until it finally, finally hits home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the finally, finally part. That's how I'm feeling at the moment with Dark Set Us Free. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so I've written, don't rush the scene in two sort of ways. One, um, take your time when writing it and letting it develop naturally but also not rushing where it comes in your novel either because there's a I think that's an important thing to remember you might be really keen to write it but just let it come where uh you know give it some time to arise <laughs> <laughs> um i've also written uh use a mix of dialogue and internal thoughts i think that's always a really good way to show you know how a character is acting on the outside and on the inside which i think can be really helpful in uh, your keystone emotional moments. And I've also written, try not to name the emotion if you can help it. Let the reader work it out through actions and responses, etc. Very good tips. Yes. Uh, so that brings us to the end of our two-episode chat about deep scenes, unless you had anything else to add, Sarah? Nope. Nope. Alrighty. That I think brings we've gone us... deep enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, so that brings us to mistakes of the month if you have any do you have any mistakes of the month sarah i might i think i did note something down (laughs) um yeah so i had one from the recent lizzie chapter that i was writing and i was clearly having a little bit of trouble with wording with this and i like deleted and then rewritten and that's it's very subtle but I think you'll appreciate it. All it says is how many rebels you've taken killed. <laughs> taken killed. It sounds like he's just like reaping these like yeah. <laughs> these dead people. So I thought that was kind of funny. Just like he's not killing them, he's just taking killed people. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking the killed. <laughs> like some sort of grim reaper. But yes, so that without very much context, that, that was just about a soldier um, that Lizzie was talking to <laughs> and about his rank. <laughs> or he's taken the killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have any mistakes of the month? I have one as well. Uh, so this is from my Grace chapter. 
I just realized as well that not only is it a word mistake, but it's also grammatically incorrect, but that's fine. I'm just going to ignore that because it's too difficult to read out. So <laughs> the mistake is, it says, and I'll have a plan. Aaron awkwardly carried his arm loaf of supplies. <laughs> arm loaf. His arm loaf of supplies. That's oh, great. Yeah. So, yes. Obviously meant to be arm load. Yes, obviously. Um, it also has some extra ands in there. Aaron awkwardly carried and his an arm loaf of supplies is what I had written. I was like, oh, dear. Oh, right. okay. So, I cleaned that I up see. for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, a lot of editing went into that sentence. Yes, we're both having issues with deleting and rewriting and deleting and rewriting the same sentence. Well, not the same sentence, but you know. Yep. Yes. Alrighty, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, so there are still some spots left on our author spotlight section, and if you're interested in applying, you can head on over to our website, lindersoncreations.com, and hover your mouse over the podcast tab, and you'll find a link to apply to be featured. And next time on Dear Writer, we have another of our Author Spotlight episodes. Um, so you can catch that in two weeks' time. And if you'd like to know any more about us or any of our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creations. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back soon in two weeks. Happy writing, everyone. <laughs>